0: Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio, where we talk about the medical benefits of cannabis and hear from people who have used cannabis to improve their health or the health of a loved one. I'm Ian Jessup, and Corey Yelland is away for the next few days. Before we get to our guest, I'd just like to ask you a question How would you like to make a difference in someone's life? I mean, a real difference. Corey Yellen has faithfully been doing that every single day for the last four years after she cleared herself of cancer using cannabis oil. She knew the health recovery that happened to her can happen to others as well. So, on her own, she went online and through Facebook started to share it with the rest of the world. And people responded in droves, seeking help in finding out about cannabis oil and using it to improve their health or the health of a loved one. Now, Corey has unselfishly changed the lives of thousands of people. There's no doubt about that. She's done it without fanfare, without payment, and quite frankly, from my perspective, without the recognition she deserves. But Corey can't do it all on her own. She needs your help. At Cannabis Health Radio, we need your help to take the work that Corey has done, that she started, and take it to a much larger audience around the world. And we want you to be part of what we're doing. You too can make a difference in the life of someone, just like Corey has done over and over and over again. At Cannabis Health Radio, Corey and I want you to become part of a growing global community that reaches out to help others. All it takes is a very minor financial commitment on your part, and I mean minor. In fact, you can do it for as little as the price of a cup of coffee a month. That's right. For as little as $3 a month, you can help Cannabis Health Radio. We'd like to take this show live for a couple of hours, at least once a week, taking calls from people all over the world, people who need help and want information. But we can't do that without your help. Our equipment just won't allow us to do it. That's why we need your help to, quote, kick it up a notch, which is what we want to do. You can make a monthly donation through Patreon, which is on our website, or if you want to make a one-time donation only to help us out, you can do that as well through PayPal. Both options can be accessed at CannabisHealthRadio.com. With your donation, you can make a difference in someone's life. Do it today. The cancer societies in the United States and Canada estimate that nearly 150,000 people in our two countries are diagnosed with colon cancer each year. Nearly 60,000 people will die from it. Today we're chatting with Catherine Latrace of Calgary, Alberta, who had colon cancer, but she used cannabis oil and today is cancer-free. Catherine, good to talk to you again.
1: Uh, Yes, you too, Ian. Thanks.
0: Now, what symptoms were you experiencing that prompted you to go to the doctor?
1: Well, symptoms, pain mostly, but at the beginning, like I feel indigestion and uh, sometimes after I would eat, it it would be quite painful, but as the tumors got bigger, yeah, it just more pain to the point where, the colon was fairly closed; was closed off.
0: Could you actually feel the tumors inside you? Oh, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: Once it got to that point, you no, know, no two ways. There was you could definitely know that you something was severely wrong.
0: Were and you having I, these intestinal issues for very long?
1: I would say over my lifetime, I probably had had several intestinal issues. Symptoms like IBS and uh, or yeah, irritable bowel syndrome. So yeah, I think it was probably growing for many years, and as a result of eating incorrectly and all those things. The, the surgeon actually told told us that he thought that the tumor had been growing for three years before it was removed.
0: And uh, what was the doctor's diagnosis?
1: This, uh, to, yeah, November 2011, it was diagnosed as, that's where I need Ed.
0: Okay, Ed is, uh, Ed is Catherine's husband.
1: Yes, thank you. Here, I'm going to give you the phone to Ed.
0: Okay. Hello. Hi, Ed. I just asked Catherine uh, when she went to the doctor what was his diagnosis?
2: They ran around on it for over a year and never found any issue. She kept going back to the GP and they would do ultrasound or they'd do a belly check or an abdomen but they never got as high as the colon. And that was disturbing me and I kept wanting I said sweetie let's go to hospital and she's not a hospital kind of gal so um it was five years this weekend on the on the long weekend, and um, she she upset me to the point I'd I'd left for a while that day, had gone for a drive out of out of Calgary, and when I came back, she in the middle of the night she said I've got to go to the hospital, and so we called an ambulance and and got her in there. And, of course, under ER, they're looking at everything. And when they scanned and did a total body scan, that's when they found that the colon, it, it, basi- it basically, when I looked at the pictures of the colonoscopy the next day, it looked like a sausage casing, just the end of the sausage casing had been twisted right off. The cancer had gone right around the center of the colon and then just squeezed it shut. So her body became just totally septic. She was within an hour or so of death at that point.
0: My goodness. What did the doctors decide to do?
2: Well, uh, first thing they wanted to do was colonoscopy, of course. Once they did that, the uh, surgeons came in the next day, and I said I'd like to see the pictures if I could. It's one thing that I'm continually being, not criticized, but my wife wants to know why I want to know. And I asked the doctors for the, the paperwork, the blood work, the chemo sheet, everything. And in this particular case, I said, can I see the pictures of the, of the colonoscopy? And that's how, how we come about seeing what was going on. And as I say, it literally, you could just see the spiral of the twist, and uh, it was completely blocked. So uh, they said, we've, we've got to go in, we've got to see what's going on. So they ended up uh, removing half of the colon. They said that it had impacted even the smaller colon he said it was so flat. he, he literally spent time fluffing, fluffing the uh, inlet uh, organs to the colon to try to get them back functioning. And uh, when he described everything as to what went on in surgery, he got out the door and he came back in. And he says, "Oh by the way, he says, we didn't think you needed your appendix. We were there, so we took them out too." And that was that was first surgery.
0: She she was within an hour of death because because of the fact that she couldn't eliminate anything. The the poison Correct.
2: her body was totally toxic.
0: Whoa, that was uh, that must have been scary.
2: Well, compared to some of the other things that we've seen go on in the last five years, it was just one of many.
0: So, Ed, what was the next step in this process?
2: Next step after that, after that surgery and the healing would have here. I'll pass it back to Catherine. Hello, Ian.
0: Hi, Catherine. What was the? I asked Ed. What was the next step after your diagnosis by the doctors?
1: Well, the next step would be that after surgery and after recuperation, I went back to work. The usual six weeks of recuperation from a operation like that, I guess, or two months. Back to work. Glad to be back at work. Really glad to be back at work, and grateful that I got this looked after. And within six months, I could feel some discomfort in my stomach, and that's when I was told it was back. And now uh, that's when I had a full hysterectomy because it was now in uh, that area.
0: It was starting to spread.
1: Yeah, it had metastasized to to that area of my body. Yeah. yeah. Same, same, yeah. So did, I had a full hysterectomy then.
0: Did they suggest uh, chemo and radiation?
1: Yes, they did. At that point, that's when my... the Doctor, the oncologist said, as soon as you recuperate from this hysterectomy, you are going to start chemo. And he wanted me to take eight rounds of it, which I didn't really want to do. I even had one of the one of female oncologists asking, or she, <laughs> I remember kind of off to the side, and said to me, if you only want to do four rounds of this chemo, just do four. And I found that kind of odd, and I still think about it to this day.
0: Yeah, I wonder why she said that to you.
1: Me too. (laughs) I I think now, Ian, that maybe she... My only guess would be she knew what it would do to me.
0: So did you undergo chemo at all?
1: Yes, I I did. I did end up doing the whole eight treatments, and I did them with the help of Yunzi mushrooms, which is a supplement that my husband found. We found that through Chinese medicine, in our town here, and that helped me to sustain the effects of the chemo. It's grown, apparently, just for um, chemo and radiation patients.
0: It helped you with the nausea and, and vomiting and things like that.
1: Yeah, I get, I, yeah, because mm-hmm. I had none of that. Actually, at the time that I was diagnosed, I failed to mention that my sister was also battling cancer at the time. She had breast cancer and has since passed,
0: what was the name of that mushroom?
1: Yunzi. Y-U-N-Z-H-I. Amazing. Simply gobsmacked amazing. I, no one even knew I was going through chemo.
0: Was it in a, a liquid form, or was it the actual, no, it's a, it, actual mushroom sorry. itself?
1: It is in a powder form, okay. actually. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's expensive. Of course, it's not covered by any health insurance because of the naturalness of it. And we just put our dollars together and said, how much is your health worth?
0: You did a round of chemo, and you used the the mushroom, uh, Yunzi mushroom, to help you mm-hmm. with, with the nausea and vomiting. Now, uh, what happened next?
1: Uh, that would be in Fed. I finished the chemo in February of 2013. I, I was uh, okay for a while. I... No, I didn't go back to work. I was recuperating from all the chemo, and but feeling much better. And then in the year 2014, at some point, I started to, towards the end of the year or towards the end of 2013, I started to feel some discomfort in my lung area. And I was told that, okay, from the very first CT scan we ever did, they could see a spot on my lung and they were referring back to that and saying now we're going to do that's that's growing and you're going to we're going to have to do surgery for that
0: so the cancer was starting to spread throughout your body when yes, did you definitely. when did you discover cannabis oil
1: we discovered that in march of this year 2016 my goodness it's only been not even you know not even a whole year since i've been on it but yeah march
0: and uh, how much oil were you taking, Catherine?
1: Uh, to begin with, just the, the, the standard protocol, which is very small to begin with, works your way up. At the point where I needed it the most, it was def- definitely a gram a day.
0: Was it difficult to get the oil in Alberta?
1: Um, no. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, it was not, because we have a dispensary here that uh, I was sent to the very day I got my prescription. Uh, from a doctor here, and they knew I was in dire straits. I went to the uh, to the dispensary that day, me and my husband and been on the road to recovery ever since.
0: What did the doctors in Alberta say about you using cannabis oil? Were they supportive or against?
1: Oh definitely against definitely against oh my goodness i i wouldn't even i wouldn't even tell I had to no no would never even discuss it with the first oncologist. I had to fire him. We had to fire him last year when he missed more cancer on another CT scan that I had done in September, and not good.
0: So you started taking cannabis oil in March of this year. You started out with a little bit, and you started working your way up. How soon after taking the oil did you notice that it was helping you?
1: Oh, I I would say within two or three days, my... It's that fast. It's that immediate. It's that amazing. You're just beyond... I had no reason... I have never taken another pharmaceutical pill since I've taken cannabis, ever, for anything.
0: What did it do for you? I mean, you said it helped within uh, 24, 48 hours. Mm. How did you feel?
1: Oh, I can't get a smile off my face as we talk. Uh, I (laughs) I felt relief. I felt hope. I felt the pain was gone. I, I was happy. I was, I don't know. I, I just, I felt relief.
0: I sense in your description that your body was probably saying, thank you very much for what you're doing oh because God, I feel yeah. a lot better.
1: Yeah, yeah. The body was, if it, if it could have talked, it would have been screaming yes. Yes. Huge yes. Big yes.
0: Catherine, in the in the people that I interview uh, over the last several weeks, when I ask them how soon they notice the effects of cannabis oil, it's always within 12, 24, 48 hours. Right away, they notice the difference. Yeah.
1: Of course. How can you not? It's just, it permeates uh, every part. Oh, I can remember now, Ian, just I'm getting too excited. It does excite me, this whole subject. But I remember saying to my husband that I could feel... The medicine, kind of like, like a, it felt like a little Pac-Man, like eating up. sort. I, I said to him, it's, every day is different. He would come home from work and I would say, I could feel it. It's like it goes exactly to where it's needed in your body. And my, at that point, it, I was inoperable at, in March of last year, of this year, sorry, or last year, stage four, you're gone. Goodbye, go home. And... To think that it was like make eating up all the tumors in my back, on my kidneys, all in my stomach area, just like eating it. That's what it felt like sometimes.
0: It's interesting you mentioned that because uh, <laughs> I did an interview uh, today with a, a gentleman that lives in the Vancouver area. And uh, his daughter was 16 at the time and had a brain tumor. And she started on cannabis oil and she said she could feel a fizzing in that area of her head yeah it was almost like it was almost like something is happening it's doing something to the cancer
1: oh yes 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 big clap in my head (laughs) for sure that's exactly you feel physically the effects of it it's remarkable it's beyond remarkable
0: Catherine, I, yeah. th- I thought of you the other day when I saw this uh, sign that said, the road to health is paved with good intestines. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness, that's a good one, Ian. Oh, that's, gee, you're a,
0: that's very true, isn't it?
1: <laughs> the road to good health is paved with good intestines.
0: The road yes. to the road to health is paved with good <laughs> intestines. That's right.
1: Well, it's true. Yes. My son told me for years, "Mummy, you are what you eat," and I'm saying to him, oh, "I don't know. Uh, just so many bad choices you make with your food." And
0: have you changed your eating habits life? over the over the last several months?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Most definitely. It's it's also too, my daughter-in-law is here right now and I'm just thinking to myself that she's got raspberries, fresh raspberries on the table and snacking on those and it, it, your body just tells you what it needs and now it's, the and the medicine makes you smarter too. <laughs> it sort of takes care of everything. It's like it's telling me now, you know, that bread is not so good for you. It's almost like you don't even have to Will think so hard anymore to make the right choice, it sort of does it for you.
0: Have you gone back to your doctor for uh, a follow up?
1: I did, yes. I went to see, I, I have a new oncologist because I fired the other guy. I have a lady now who I really do like a lot. Uh, she was more supportive for the cannabis for sure, uh, didn't kick me out of her office for saying it. And uh, I'm hesitant to, I, I'm a bit, to be honest with you, I'm pissed off that for their treatment. And I know that being, bringing awareness to this is more important, but at the same time, I'm, I have a bit of revenge in my
0: heart. Well, they've taken out some body parts of yours, haven't they?
1: Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty traumatic. It's really, it's a, you end up with some people, I don't know if everybody's like me, but me and my husband, I think we both suffer at some point for, uh, with some form of PTSD from this.
0: Oh it's understandable yeah how has your family reacted to you taking cannabis oil other members of your family
1: very well actually we I was brought up in a home where we my father was very much into the natural way of things, so I brought up my children that way and yeah they're they're not as fully understanding of it as probably everybody else isn't, too, because they've never experienced needing the medicine like I have. But as far as support goes, 100%.
0: The reason I asked that question is because in the email you sent us, you said, my hope is yeah. that my, if my family listens to the podcast, they will believe me when I say the cancer has been healed. Yeah. And I sense from that that maybe there are some members of your family that don't believe it.
1: Yeah, well, I think you're right. You're right about that, Ian. Uh, now that you say it, they... I believe that they would like to for their mum to go and get a CT scan or a, get something that's conclusive that says it is eradicated out of your body and I'm saying to my children that look at me I I kind of don't I don't want to go through any more testing to be honest with you Ian it's just It's not necessary in my mind.
0: You know, one of the things that has happened to most people alive in the world today is that we've all been brainwashed to think that cannabis and marijuana is a poison, it's a drug, we'll all go crazy if we take it. And yet, there seems to be a growing consensus, even amongst some members of the medical profession, that, you know what, maybe we should look at this. Maybe it is helping people. It's getting people off of these long lists of pharmaceutical drugs that they're on. And, and I think, what was your attitude about cannabis before you started taking it?
1: Oh, yeah, good question. I have an open mind, and, and because of the background and the, the way i grew up oh yeah and no problem i i never smoked it i didn't care if other other people smoked it i certainly wanted to be around people that were medicated with that as opposed to alcohol but uh i i didn't know what it would do for me as far as uh its healing abilities for for cancer
0: Catherine, do you have conversations with others about cannabis who uh have colon cancer
1: yes through that through the um Cannabis Oil Success Stories website on Facebook through the Corey Yellen, the one that, and I can't remember yet what that is, but... um, Phoenix Tears? Yeah, Yeah. yes, correct. Sorry, Phoenix Tears. Um, Also, uh, the one with the Donovan Vizina was on,
0: Mm -hmm. um, his. um, That was a remarkable story, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, he had uh, leukemia, and like you, he was within within hours of death before getting to the hospital.
1: I cannot. I, I when when I knew I was going to do this, Ian, I did start to think back about things. You have to, right? Because how was you, you know you, can, you know you're going to talk about it, and just just before you called, I had found a pamphlet with my cyto or the, the name cryo-reductive surgery, and I was reading about how long the surgery would have taken if I'd have had it. I was reading about what it would have entailed, and it reminded me a little bit of Donovan too. Yeah, it's just how close you came to death.
0: Yeah, I suspect you would be walking around with a colostomy bag right now if you've yeah, done no conventional definitely. treatment. Yeah, it's one of the
1: surgeon. That's what the oncologist said to, sorry to interrupt again, but that that last last year was when it became inoperable, and that's what I was told. Is you are if we can even do this, the only way I was able to have what if I could have had the surgery, I would have had to take a bunch of chemo first or radiation first to shrink the tumor small enough so that they can do surgery. Then when that, I didn't want to do the surgery or the radiation and the chemo, he said, well, I said, what can I expect? Uh, my husband and I both asked, what can we expect now? And he said, well, it will continue to grow and it will eventually cut off uh, the nerve uh, in your leg. You'll probably lose control of your right leg. It was horrendous. Yeah, I would have been in, in dire straits.
0: It's, uh, it's fascinating uh, to talk to you, Catherine, and uh, I'm so pleased that uh, things have worked out. And Does Ed take uh, cannabis oil as well?
1: No. Unfortunately, he cannot because of his job, but uh, oh. he's soon to retire, so um, I'm hoping he will. He's saying he would like to take the CBD that I take uh, because it has the non-psychoactive effect and would help with his other health issues. So I'm hoping, I, I know he will when he needs to, because he's seen what it's done for me.
0: You know, I take a CBD capsule, and I take two a day, Thanks. one in the morning and one at night, and uh, I find it's fantastic. There's a very, very small amount of THC in it. It doesn't bother you at all. It's, it's minimal. Three. Yeah, but
1: Ian, I take twenty milligrams in the morning. Can I ask you how much you take in the morning? And the, the oh, mine
0: is uh, only three and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's only yeah. it has three and a half uh, milligrams of CBD and three milligrams of THC. But oh, uh, I get it. Yeah, so it's very, very, very small. And but you know, I I notice a difference. I just feel better. Yeah. And it's hard it, it's, it? it's hard to tell people how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just feel better, right? I
1: know. I know. I am just oh my daughter and I came in today. It's been a while since I've seen her and I'm just grabbing her and hugging her. I just you just you love life.
0: Yeah. Again. You do, absolutely. Just remember, the road to health is paved with good intestines.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's a million euphemisms, aren't there? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Too funny. Too yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: Well, uh, you're a great success story, Catherine. Uh, you, Thank you. You would be, uh, quite frankly, I think you'd be in rough shape now if you'd gone the, con- the all the conventional yeah. route, which consisted yeah. of chemo, radiation, surgery and uh, you wouldn't be uh, you wouldn't be as vital as you are today that's great to hear
1: no doubt in my mind and no doubt in my mind i wouldn't i was very sad to lose my sister and um i thought she's rooting for me so big up there wherever she's always with me and i just she's there saying Catherine, you're not this is not your time miss you i love you but we'll see each other when you're 90 not now.
0: <laughs> oh, if you keep taking cannabis oil, you live beyond life.
1: I will live. <laughs> We're going to be 150,
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good for that us.
1: We'll be the oldest. Yeah, exactly. Good for us. Great for us. Everybody is going to be coming to ask us why. Uh, and I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of myself for doing this and so proud of my husband for researching and you know, supporting me through all these years of
0: this. Well, pandemic. he obviously loves you like crazy, so go He, with
1: does. It. <laughs> he <laughs> does. Yeah, we do. We do. We, we do.
0: Catherine, uh, fabulous to talk to you. Appreciate your story and appreciate you sharing the story. So, others. Oh,
1: thanks, Ian.
0: Good. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, too, Ian. Bye bye.
0: What a wonderful lady, Catherine LaTrace of Calgary, Alberta. Well, that's it for another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. Appreciate you listening wherever you are in the world. We'll be back again next week.
1: You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.
0: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis
1: businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, Best and worst practices, products, education and advocacy. Whether you're can of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has Canna Conversations that count. Infused is available
0: on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnect's network.